What's up, everybody? This is the Man of Steel, Mike Verna, and you are listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and if you go back through every single episode, I have been on every one of these because that's what I do. I grind this out. But enough about me. Now let's get into this roster. Coming up, he is my best friend. He's been the one dude who's been with me since 1996. If you don't know, now you know, suckers. That's who he is. He is a man himself. He is a veteran known as Lou the Franchise. Hey, fuckers. Today's going to be a good day. It is going to be a good day because this is the Three Count Podcast Presents Now Entering the Ring, which means we have a special guest for you. That special guest, he comes from ACW. You've seen him at 302 Pro Wrestling. You've seen him at SCWA. You've seen him at 1CW. You've seen him at Rampage Pro Wrestling. He's been associated with the Bully Club. And if you don't know what that is, you probably should hit the YouTube button and go research because it's really fucking cool. That's who it is. He is the man himself. Give it up for the man who's got... No problems coming back from all of the injuries. PJ Parker. What's going on, man? Appreciate the introduction. Best intro I've ever had. Hey, I like it, man. I feel like I feel like that's probably gonna be my new calling. But once I retire from the business, I'm just gonna go into going into announcing. I feel like I feel like it could be a natural fit. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. You put me over like that, I'll I'll, I'll take you everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie? Um was it in Ray where like Ray Charles, like, took that one dude, like, everywhere, and he had to learn, like, his intro in, like, 18 different languages. I'm like, I'm about that yep. life. Yep. Well, let's get this thing kicked off, right? So I got a set of questions. Lou's got a set of questions, and then we have a world-famous 10-count questions right after that. But the question that we want to start off with is, who is P.J. Parker? Man, P.J. Parker is just a uh, small-town country boy from uh, Wolper, Maryland. Came from a family of uh, watermen. Um, had a, I had a pretty good childhood. A lot of people get classified. It was a little rough. Um, my parents had me when they were in, uh, in high school. Um, so they were kids with a kid. Um, but man, I'll tell you what, like I said, um, I watched them grow up and it, you know, I got to see them mature as parents and I think it helped me as a parent, but you know, I'm just a hardworking country boy. I got a wife, uh, Brenda. Two daughters, uh, Nicole will be 12 in March. Tara will be uh, eight in a couple weeks. I mean, I'm just a father, a fan, a wrestler. I'm just, uh, I'm just a good old boy, as they say down in the boonies. <laughs> hey, man, we're from Nebraska, so we know all about what it's like to be in the sticks. <laughs> man, I, I went out there one time. I went out to Nebraska for like three days in my old job. We had to go out there. Uh, I had a blast. I had a blast. Do you remember? Do you remember what town in Nebraska? Omaha. Okay, yeah. Shout out to Omaha. That's the city. Let's get away from the city. Let's go to. Let's go to the other side. And let's go to the country. Yeah, we're in a far, far. Like as you hit Omaha, you gotta take another ten hours to the west to get to where we're from. Oh man, see if the Wi-Fi can't connect to where I'm at, that's where I want to be. <laughs> and you would be right in the right spot with us. <laughs> Absolutely. We didn't know what Wi-Fi was until we came out here, and then we realized what well, that was called Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So let's get into some of these other questions that I really have for you, man. So what inspired you to get into the wrestling business? Um, I was just always a fan. I'll never forget it. Um, one night I was, uh, I was sitting with my dad and, um, he was just flipping through the channels. I remember, uh, he was an Atlanta Braves fan. I'll never forget it. And they had just, <laughs> they had just lost the playoff game and he was irate. My God, he was pissed. And he just started flipping through the channels, flipping through the channels. And, uh, can't remember what channel it was, but it was showing a replay of, WrestleMania seven and the match that was on there was, excuse me. It was Jake, the snake Roberts versus Rick Martell in a blindfold match. And man, it just, it hooked me. I I can't, I can't necessarily what pinpointed that that hooked me, but man, just seeing them guys just put a blindfold on it, just the way they had a crowd in the palm of their hand, it captivated me as a kid. And ever since then, man, I've been, Hook every Monday. Uh, I got out of wrestling, watching it for a little bit when I was a teenager. When I got into high school, found some extracurricular activities other than wrestling. But uh, always been a fan. Just got hooked. Love the storytelling. Because I'm, I'm not a big reader, never have been. Um, but I love a good story. I love a good story. If I ain't got to sit there and read, I, I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Man. WrestleMania seven, yo, that's a good. That was a good WrestleMania. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter. Absolutely, one of the best storylines, controversial storylines. With, uh, but at that time, and also, it, 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 WrestleMania seven, man, it, it it was one of the best pay per views ever because the storytelling from top to bottom was one of the best. You had Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man with the retirement match. I mean, you had Jake the Snake versus Rick Martell in the blindfold. You had to, you know, that's right. And, you know, you had uh, Hulk versus uh, Slaughter, you know, and that was real-life um, controversy at the time. But I tell you what, it put butts in the seats, and they delivered. Yes. It's like one of my favorite things, too, about, like, a good controversy, man. It always creates cash. And I feel like that slaughter line when he switched sides and everybody was like, what is this? Like, I was all, I was like, I remember being involved with that too. I was like, yo, I'm in. And my dad, my dad was a huge slaughter fan. And when slaughter changed, he was like, oh, fuck him. Fuck this man. <laughs> it, it was, it, it was, it, it was great. The fact that he played that role. I, I was, I was listening to the uh, WrestleMania seven episode on the Bruce Pritchard podcast, something to wrestle with. And, man, they said that Slaughter was getting mad heat. They said he was getting death threats. They said that uh, they had to move his wife because they, they, um, they were throwing stuff at his house. But they said he, he lived through the gimmick, and he didn't want to give it up. They said he loved the story. It was, yeah, it was, it was boss. It was also cool to see that Sergeant Slaughter is, like, the only person to be in G.I. Joe. I'm, like, all about that life, man. He's, like, he's one of my favorite people, like, just in general. Like, I, I can't wait. To the day I get to meet him, like that will be like top five moment. Like all time. It it goes to show how talented he is. He's been in the business since ever, and like I said, he's still relevant. I mean, he worked. I mean, when his in ring career was over, I mean, he worked behind the scenes for years. I mean, years. I mean, like he was agent, a finish guy. You know, I mean, like I said, just he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Like he's one of the unsung heroes. Uh, people don't talk about Sergeant Slaughter a lot. No. But speaking of people that don't get really talked about, man, here's something I really wanted to know from you. What do you think 
is missing from the industry? Storytelling. Storytelling. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, these, these athletic moves that everybody is doing, I'm envious. I mean, I wish I could do a quarter of, of, of what these guys can do. But it, it seems like there's no storytelling. It, that's awesome that you can do all these moves. That's awesome that you can go up, triple back, flip with a reverse kick, all that stuff. I mean, it's a, I sit in all of it. I really do. But at, at the end of it, why are you doing that? I, I, there has to be a reason of every single thing that you do, every movement, every eye roll, I mean, facial expression. You know, there has to be a reason why you do it. And nowadays, I think the storytelling kind of took a back seat um a little bit and you know and like i said wrestling has its boom periods and its down periods you know obviously you know with everything going on in the world it's in a down period but the storytelling in my personal humble opinion i think it's missing big time big time yeah i can i can agree with that it's one of those things like i wish like like, you know, because, like, obviously with some people, you're always need the same kind of story, right? Like, Rey Mysterio is, like, prime example. He's, like, my favorite wrestler, but he's always the underdog. It just doesn't matter what role he's in, who he's playing against. He's always the underdog, and he's, like, always the underdog trying to triumph over. But you're right. Like, every movement that he hits matters all the way to the end. We, were had, we had this argument, actually, um, a couple of weeks ago. So, by the time that people see this episode, it'll be about a month ago. But, um we had this argument where we were talking about uh, AEW, right? Throw out an example. They had uh, their, they go through tables and they hit each other with ladders all the time. They, but quote unquote spot monkeys. But what it is, is just like, you don't remember to finish. You just remember like certain spots. And then you're just like, how did that match end? And I was like, I don't, someone climbed a ladder. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like AEW. I, it's, it's just something new. I thought the business as a kid, um, when I was a kid, when, when all the competition was going. Um, I think it was just a little down period because wrestling was definitely changing at that time. You know, all the competition was going. WCW was going. ECW was going. There was no TNA yet. There was no Ring of Honor. Um, you know, it, it was just the WWE was the only show in town. And just sometimes, you know, it could just get stale. But AEW, I mean – I like it. Like I said, something different. I have a lot of friends that, that work there. And that's, I mean, I said, it's wrestling. And anytime if I can watch something and learn, I'll, I'll watch it learn. But I actually, it's funny that you mentioned AEW because the other night, uh, last Wednesday, actually, I actually turned it off. <laughs> um, I watched the whole show all the way up to the Lance Archer, Dean, Dean Ambrose match. And um, the opening spot of that match it shut it, it completely turned me off because you hit – he came in, Dean Ambrose came in, ducked the clothesline, and then hit Lance Archer with his finisher, and then he kicked out. And I'm like, well, what's there left to do in the match? Right. <laughs> and, and not only that, I'm, I'm big on respect in, in the business too. And um, Jake the Snake is Lance Archer's manager. He invented the DDT. Dean Ambrose has his own variation of it, but – I mean, open spot in the match, you hit the DDT, and he kicks out. You just – everybody that Jake pinned back in the day with the DDT means nothing now. Yeah, it's true. And it's one thing that, like – I know, like, other people have talked about, like – because even, like, Kenny Omega and the one-winged angel, like, no one has kicked out, right? But everybody's waiting for that one person to do it. And I'm like, 
it just shouldn't happen. Like that's that's it. That's the end. It was we were talking about like finishes. It's like you know when the Dudley Boys back in WWE WWF slash WWE when they put someone through a table, like that was it. They weren't kicking out. That was just they were done. Mm-hmm. It's where but now you see like dudes go like to three or four tables and they're like kicking out it too. And you're like, well, you're kind of burying all that stuff. Nobody, nobody, I guess outside of Randy Orton nowadays, um, outside of that, I mean, that devastating finisher that you rarely see anybody kick out of right now is not existing outside of Randy. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, it, it goes back to the storytelling. I mean, it's your finish. That's a reason it's called a finish. Now, like I said, there's always – there needs to be a reason to kick out of the finish. Like back in the day with Austin and Rock, you know, when they would kick out of the Rock Bottoms and Austin, it brought you up like, oh, okay. But these two knew each other so much, and they made you believe that I'm not staying down for this motherfucker. No matter how hard I'm hitting or he's hitting me, I'm kicking out. Right. And nowadays, it's almost every match. Yeah, that is uh, that is one thing. So I guess for me, what it feels like, and I, I kind of want to know this question too, is like, what would you give, like, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Uh, I remember we were talking about this right before we came on. Um, the first rule that, that I was told, um, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on air. I'm pretty sure I heard you drop the F-bomb, but uh, I was told, shut the fuck up and open your ears and don't speak unless spoken to. Um, and I tell you what, I uh, I learned a lot um, sitting in the locker room uh, when I first started. You know, if anybody needed anything, you know, putting the ring together, the ring crew. But just sitting down, listening to guys plan out their matches, sitting there listening to guys talk about, well, this is the reason I'm going to do that. We're doing this because of this. You learn so much uh, just listening and watching. Um, and a lot of people nowadays, they just – Yep, 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 yep. They just, they're not willing to sit back and just shut up and listen. You don't know everything. I've been in the disability, this is my 10th year. I learned something new every match. And that's what a lot of people just need to do. They need to just listen. I spent um, first couple years, we were doing a storyline where I was a timekeeper in uh, Power Pro Wrestling. And man, I'm here to tell you, every show, sitting there, ringing the bell, watching every single match. I'm like, oh, okay. That's just why they're doing that. You literally sit there and, yeah, you're sitting there trying to pay attention to make, you know, do what you need to do. But, man, I was just sitting there. I even took a notepad with me each show and was writing down stuff that I thought would be integral to my training and my my upcoming. Yeah, I I love that. Actually, that's like – and I, I think when we met at SCWA, like, that's the first thing I think, like, I think Nick even talked about it. He was like, Cliff has this notebook and he just writes everything that he can in it. And like my, my purple notebook, and I don't care what color it is. People can make fun of it, but it really is for the Joker. But regardless, my purple notebook goes everywhere with me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I'm in- you know, and, and, and every time, you know, on the way home, you know, a lot of times my wife will be driving. Um, because she's a speed demon and she would just rather get home. So I just let her drive. But man, I would sit there and just study and just study and study. And stuff. then I would go back and watch the match in my head. And I was just like, okay. Like I was saying, 
this is why they did that. And in my head, I was like, well, why did I would go to read something on my notebook, be like, he did a springboard, but that was cut off. And then I would sit there and go back and be like, okay, it wasn't time for the comeback yet. That's why he did that. Yeah, it's just, man, it, just sitting there and studying and listening and really being a sponge. It, 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 there's a lot of people that I knew, they used to carry a sponge in their wrestling bag. That way, when they opened their wrestling bag to get dressed, you know, for their match, they were looking at sponge bag. That's why I'm here. Soak up everything. I like, I, you know what? I may yeah. start doing that now. You can probably see me doing that from now on. <laughs> I'll tell <I'm> you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to let Anthony ask you a bunch of questions now, and then, uh, you know, we'll, I'll come back to me, and then we'll wrap up with our 10 counts. That right, sounds good, brother. Brother, how are you? Good, man. How you doing, my man? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Can I have your autograph? Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, what? Okay, so... It's day of your day of your show. You just got done doing your thing in the ring. What are you eating? What am I eating? Uh, well, two years ago it was Applebee's. Two years ago that was the main spot after a show was everybody had to go to Applebee's because half off appetizers. You go there and tear that shit up. But uh, you know, I'm getting older and everything. I'm starting to try to take care of body, my body a lot more. So I've been doing this keto diet lately. Uh, but when we were down at SCWA, we left there and went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, I'm, I'm so dedicated to this diet. I was even taking the meat off of the bread. I didn't even get the full fledged burger anymore. It's very depressing. <laughs> but back in the day, man, it was Applebee's. Like I said, I get him. Right now, 10 boneless honey barbecue wings and what's the hardest you've been hit in the ring? What's that? I'm sorry. What's the hardest you've been hit in the ring? Ooh, um, mm, let me think. I, I uh, a couple weeks ago down at SCWA, um, I got kicked in the dome pretty hard by uh, the Beast Mason Martin. I was seeing some pretty stars. But I'm going to have to say the hardest I've ever been hit was um, by a late friend of mine uh, who used to wrestle. His name was uh, Eric Chappell. And, man, we, we had this match, and we just went out there and beat the hell out of each other. But instead of connecting to the face, he was frogging me in the top of my head. And that shit was hurting. I've been uh, frog splashed by a 400-pound guy named Rayburn with a steel chair on my chest. That was brutal. That was brutal. Um, I got to say, man, I've, I've, I've had a couple, a, a couple of good shots. Okay. Uh, my last question for you is, what keeps you motivated – to continuously to improve in the ring? Uh, it's just something how I've always lived my life, no matter whether it was wrestling or not. I just want to be the best version of myself that I can be. And um, with wrestling, um, growing up, I had a lot of self-confidence issues. Um, but, man, when I got in wrestling, it, I don't know, I, I just took to it. And um, I found out 
I want, I don't want to say it was easy for me, but I didn't, I, I didn't struggle with self-confidence issues. And I use wrestling not only just to better myself in the ring, I use it to better myself as a person. Can I take that self-confidence from wrestling? I try to apply it to my personal life. But, man, the motivation of I, I want to live my dream, you know. Uh, I don't mind my job. I'm a construction worker. Uh, I don't mind it. Um, but I would love to have wrestling pay my bills. And um, until uh, until my body – well, I don't want to say until my body gives out because I definitely don't want to be that indie wrestler, you know, beating up and all. Just I don't want to be that guy just beat up in general. Uh, but uh, I'm going to do it until I can either – get the right set of eyes on me or um, I can just be like, Hey, you know, I've had enough. I, I live my dream. Um, and yeah, I'm good with it. But uh, like I said, just hard work and just wanted to keep always told my parents I was going to be a professional wrestler and, and not, not, not that they weren't supportive. It was just, Oh yeah, he has a dream. He's going to be a pro wrestler and all that. Yeah. I did it. I did it. Um, not not bragging or anything, but I, I've got some stories for uh, the grandkids, and I'm very proud of, very blessed uh, of, of what I've been able to achieve in the last 10 years. Cool. I don't mean for the long-winded answer, but, I mean, hey, I just, just oh. being honest. No, absolutely. I, I, I love it. I know. Keep them long-winded. Because, <laughs> essentially, this podcast is all for you, man. <laughs> yeah, this is all you, man. Appreciate you guys. So I guess here's like the other part for me. This will be like my last question before we jump into the 10 count questions. What's the hardest part about being a pro wrestler? Uh, being able to evolve. Um, Chris Sherrick is the master at it. Um, being able to just, you can't stay the same. Uh, you got to be able to evolve, uh, especially on, on the indies. Um, you know, for where we wrestle and stuff like that, you know. Um, you know, if they're, they're coming there for two years or so and they're seeing you do the same old shtick, well, after two years, they might be able to get tired of it. And if you're not resonating with the crowd, guess what? You're not getting booked. Guess what? That means no money and no one's looking at you. And um, you just have to stay relevant and never stop learning. Never stop learning. Um, like I said, I've, I've listened to Ric Flair's podcast. He's been in the business 212 years and he's still learning. It's just, it's never stop learning. Don't ever act like um, you're better than everybody. Definitely keep your ego in check. Um, just be humble. Just be humble. Listen. And that's that's just the best way I, I that's just the best way I, I can describe it. Always listen. Look to see what's next. Always look to keep improving. And don't, don't, don't get stale. Because once you get stale, then you run out of ideas. That man, I love that. I love that. Um, that you know, you man, you just filled with so much knowledge, man. I totally appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. And like I said, I, I've been, you know, I'm, yeah, you know, I, I want to give a couple shout outs real quick if that's okay. Like, I've been very blessed to have, um, be around great, great minds that, you know, I guess that no one really knows. The guy who trained me, uh, my best friend, um, uh, we grew up together. He never even watched wrestling until me and him became friends, and then he ended up training me. Um, um, his name's Brandon Mercury. That's his worker name, real name, Steve Knopp. Great guy. So underrated. Um, when he trained me, yeah, he, he didn't take it easy on me. I mean, 
he, he definitely didn't take it easy on me because we were friends. And the thing is, at the time, we didn't have a ring. I was bumping in his guest room on his floor. That's where I was learning how to bump at first. And, um, man, like I said, he put me in awesome situations. Um, the people he introduced me to, I um, always did what he said in the locker room. And a lot of the guys in the locker room took a liking to me and took me under their wing. Uh, guys like James Ellsworth, um, his partner, Adam Ugly, um, Mark and Jay Briscoe. Mark and Jay Briscoe finished. Um, act, Mark, uh, Van Hammer, Mark and Jay Briscoe actually trained Brandon Mercury. And uh, like I said, that's not, that's, not, that's not too shabby a training right there. Shout out to the world's best tag team, Briscoe Brothers. Yep. <laughs> but, um, oh, man, like I said, just very blessed. And I've always been able uh, – I've been put with guys that were better than me. And they showed me. They, I, 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 cannot compl- I cannot take one – I cannot say one name that was ever ignorant to me that didn't want to help me or, or anything. And that's why – that's why, man, I, I always try to get back. The business has been very good to me, and I try to get back. You know, like any advice that I can give anybody, if I know it, and if I can, if I can pass it along, I'd be more than happy to. Because that's what was done for me. I was put in unbelievable situations to be successful, an independent wrestler. And like I said, man, like I was telling you earlier, in order for their to be a future of the business, these people that hold on to their spots, hold on to their spots, hold on to their spots. You're not building no future. You're right, man. You're right. Absolutely. But with that being said, we are jumping into the second greatest part of this podcast. I say second because obviously all the questions we ask you me first. So time for the second greatest part of this podcast and let's give it up to the 10 count questions here's how it works man we're gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fire and uh you know whatever first thought comes to mind i'm ready so let's put our imaginary imaginary timer on the clock Bing! and here we go raw or smackdown raw favorite movie seven brides for seven brothers coke or pepsi Pepsi. Favorite candy? Candy corn. Hey, let's go. <laughs> By the candy corn life. Hey, hey, look, there we go. No, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Candy corn. I love you some candy corn. All right. Football or wrestling? Uh, wrestling. Yeah, you're wrestling. And that, I, I've, got, I've got my favorite team's logo tattooed on me, so, but uh, wrestling. Same here. <laughs> um, favorite podcast? After today, three count podcast. And I'm not just, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just, uh, you know, saying that just to, you know, get a little plug in for you guys. Seriously, man, you guys have been treating me awesome. And uh, I've had a blast, really have. Three count podcast. Go check them out. <laughs> uh, Night Owl or Early Bird? Early Bird. I get up at four o'clock every single morning. Dang. Favorite TV show? MASH. Yo, let's go. Yes, sir. Nominate someone to be on this podcast next. Nominate someone to be on this podcast next. 
Um, quick, 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 quick. I'm gonna go with Matt Wild. Oh yeah, I don't know why I forgot about Matt Wild. Yeah, Matt Wild is the name. And last but not least, great guy. It's amazing, dude. He actually is the guy who was teaching me how to throw strikes. So, you know, there ain't there ain't no one better. I'm here to tell you because I tell you what, he might look he might look little, but I'm telling you what, he packs a punch. (laughs) And last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person that comes on this podcast: favorite curse word. Uh, God damn. Uh, and I know that's a rough one, but I'm a big Friday fan and from Smokey. And uh, just the way he damn. says it, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. So that's it for the 10 count questions. So last thing for you, man, is tell – that's cool. I'm not in here, you know. Oh, wow. They shut you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they low-key forgot I was in here. But all right, it's cool. So, with that being said, let us know where our viewers and our listeners can actually find you. Uh, man, you can find me on Facebook. I uh, haven't blossomed over to the gram yet or the, the Twitter, but you can find me at PJ Parker on uh, Facebook. And, uh, yeah, you can see my pretty face and all my wrestling highlights. You see my beautiful family. And, uh like I said, my inbox is always open for any aspiring wrestlers. Uh, anybody has questions or, hey, if anybody's out there that's willing to teach me some more stuff. Because like I said, man, 10 years in and I'm still a sponge. Let's go. So with that being said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. This is the Three Count Presents Now Entering the Ring here with Luda Franchise, here with the man himself now entering the ring, PJ Parker. That's it. Tune into the next episode. Be there or be somewhere else. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. Well, what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.